0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to Tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: That's what I'm saying. Do you think I could have trillions of dollars in debt? No, like, why? Because I don't have subjects below me that mm-hmm. are going to pay it for me? You That's the to, reason I have can't? You have to have children. I have subjects. So you could be you trillions make, of dollars. You have to make your own people and rule them then you can have trillion dollars mm-hmm. in debt. I'm just trying to figure out how to do it because I could do a lot with <laughs> a trillion dollars. Think about how much shit I could do. Welcome to episode 57 of the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast. Today is January the 24th. 2022. It is. And we are your hosts. I'm Matt. I'm Gus. If this is your first time here. Welcome. Check us out. See what you think. got some videos on there. We're also working on some other great content that's gonna be coming up here soon. And if you're returning, you know we always say it. We love you. Thank you. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming back. You can go to our shop as always, whiskey.com. Use code podcast to save twenty percent on any of our beautifully handmade products. We got some more calls coming. Little bit of stuff out of stock. We also put Glen Cairn's glass in there. And we have a few hoodies left. Not many. Mm-hmm. Only in large is extra large. And we have barrels. Yeah. If you're, if, you're local local, if
2: you're local to the Charleston area, we have barrels in stock. Uh, I don't recall what brand. I think most of them are Jim Beam. It doesn't really matter. Jim Beam. They're whiskey, barrels. They're whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels. Uh, you can buy those on our online, on our shop online at whiskeywhiteels.com and use code barrel. To remove the shipping costs, and then we will get in contact with you and arrange delivery locally within about thirty miles of uh, of the downtown Charleston area. Yes, if it turns out that it's exceedingly further than that, we're just going to cancel order because it's not worth our
1: time. That, or you can meet us. Or yeah, or you yeah. Can, or you, you can, can meet us halfway. Meet and us can somewhere it in out. Charleston. Yep, yep. 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 But yeah, we do free delivery in the Charleston area, thirty miles from downtown,
2: and just a couple weeks away is Valentine's Day, so. If you want to make sure you're getting any whiskey whitetail products
1: in the mail in time for Valentine's Day, you need to start getting those orders in soon. And one thing we've noticed with our analytics is that we can see what's changing on like the YouTube page. So, like last night, our which cocktail smoker should you buy that that video started picking up again, getting more views people are and, looking for doing their yeah, research on products. So, on what's next? Correct. And right now, our prices are uh, lower than they were at Christmas. Brought it back down. That's supply and demand, folks. Yep goes up, price goes up but we should be good for valentine's day i don't think we'll be in danger of selling out i I'm, hope not because i'm trying to get inventory built up for for uh for
2: seaweed yep so yep. i need uh i need some slow weekends so i yeah. can build this build this up um is that it for announcements
1: i think so i think we're just ready to start the show let's do it okay welcome oh we already started the show <laughs> So this episode we're going to do, uh, for this powered by segment, we got another one. It's, it's, uh, so those that don't know, I'm not a huge fan of Willet. I do like the Willet rye. The pot still was on our list of worst whiskey of 2021. And almost everything else that they make, you wrote down a list of, so I will say old Barstown, I do like. So there's one thing, but the Willett family state, not bad still no. Kentucky Vintage, no. Noah's Mill, no. Black Maple Hill, we used to like it, but the new stuff? Not so much. No. I haven't had it yet. Rowan's Creek, no. I would not even heard of Rowan's Creek. It Maybe usually sits right to next to the Noah's Mill. If you oh, see okay. Noah's Mill, Rowan's Creek we sit right next to ah, it. okay. So i paying attention. Yeah, they're not, it's not that great. But uh this Johnny Drum, I had once a while ago. And I remember not liking it, but I bought it anyway. So, this is the private stock. This is the. And this is a important to note. This is 50.5% alcohol, which makes it 101 proof. And that is the reason that um, I never really bought it again. Because if we're drinking one on one, what am I drinking? Wild turkey. Wild turkey. So, this sits at the, a higher price point than wild turkey, about 35 to 50 ish. But I have seen it at 60, 70 bucks some places. Hmm. But anyway, the uh, the top used to be screw-on. I'm wondering if it still is. I hate these things. They always get inside my nail. A little tab that yeah. it pokes it you, underneath of your nail. Looks like they upgraded it. Looks like it's a cork. Good job. Will it? All right, so let's get this thing about. <laughs> yeah, no bad. It's synthetic cork. It's okay. It smells. You can't uh, all be winners. <clears throat> smells okay. I'm going to wait for these glasses. So we're going to do these two different ways. We're going to first have it through a Glencairn see what we think. And then uh, after that, we're going to try it smoked. Maybe add some water to it if that's what needs to happen. We'll see. But if you haven't been down the Willet train, okay, it's bound to happen, right? So this is Kentucky straight bourbon, which means it's exactly what it has to be to be Kentucky bourbon with no age statement, except when you add straight, it's now a minimum of two years instead of four. So this could be two years old. It could be, uh, the black label I think is 12 years. Really? So I, d- I doubt it's anywhere near that. This doesn't look anywhere near four years old. It, yeah, it does not look, um, it looks like it might be on that lower, that lower tier there. It doesn't smell that bad, to be honest. Hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about Willet, The distillery. Yeah.
2: Talk to me about it. We have, uh. Founded in 1936. Yes. Headquartered in Bardstown, mm-hmm. correct? Just outside. Uh, used to be, started off as the Willett Family Farm. They had an operation, just a farming operation there, and it
1: uh, blossomed into the distillery. As most did. This one's privately owned by the Colesveen family. Okay. Which is interesting, but they, it's also known as the Kentucky Bourbon Distillers, LTD which is what is labeled on this giant dream. And they
2: didn't actually distill liquor for a long time from like the some sometime in the 1980s to the mid-2000s, right?
1: They did a lot of contract distilling. Yeah. It. Yep. Back in the day. Back in the day. But they bottle all kinds of stuff ranging from two years, which is probably what this is, up to, I guess, uh, 28 years was it you found? Yep. The, up to the 28. longest one they ever made. So it's a lot of people like it We know that people personally that like, like Willet. No people people like pot still.
2: I saw Pot still listed on somebody's best whiskies of 2021.
1: Did you? Yeah. Was his name Kyle Yelton? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Because he loves it. He drinks it all the time.
2: Really? It's like, like a go to for him, huh?
1: Yeah. He's every time he sends me a picture, he's like, picked up another pot still today, too. It's not my jam, man. I feel sorry for his palate.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just'm just not like a fan. It. No. You know, and I wasn't a fan when I tried it. And I did, and I, and, you know, I, I was looking at the bottle and I tried it for the first time. I remember not liking it. And then again, when we did the blind without knowing what it was, I still didn't like it. It
1: just reaffirmed for me. Yep. It's not, it's, the bottle's really cool. Which is one thing they screwed up on here, which is one of the points that I had is it's a very obscure label. So it just says Johnny Drum, private stock, 50.5% volume, Willow Distillery, Bardstown, Kentucky. Kentucky Bourbon, straight. Kentucky bourbon whiskey, and it's got some shit on the side. But if you're looking at this bottle on a shelf, nothing about it really stands up and goes, "Hey, I want to buy that." Yeah, I'm not sure what they were uh, aiming at exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty basic. It's um, there's a lot of stuff that it sits there in that price range that looks a lot more appealing. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not a big fan of the orange, the, I don't know, the orange and the red, and the there's just a lot going on. It's but a, it's definitely a unique bottle. Makes me wonder if these colors don't somehow
2: m- play a trick on the eye to make the whiskey look darker than it is.
1: It's very possible. There's a lot of money in marketing. The inside of the labels are pretty dark too, so that's probably uh, has something to do with it. Something to think about. But overall, last time I had it, I wasn't overly um, satisfied with it, but I will say this time it smells rather different than I remember. I um, I don't recall if I've
2: had this before. So I... I don't have a preconceived idea that I'm going off of. What's the first thing you smell? Tobacco. Yeah. And like, when I say tobacco, I mean like I opened up a can of Skull tobacco. Yeah,
1: like dip tobacco, Mm -hmm. not tobacco leaf, Mm -mm. not cigar.
2: No, I I mean, I get notes of like leather cigar type stuff. Like it reminds me of... It reminds me of, a, of of kind of a cigar shop or sitting around smoking cigar outside. You know, people are smoking cigarettes. You kind of get a little bit of everything. in terms like of, that smoky
1: tobacco-ish. Yeah, yeah. but
2: not, in a, not necessarily in an unpleasant way, if that makes sense. There are lots of legs.
1: Yeah, there are. Goodness. I mean, there's a ton. It's interesting. So I get sour apple. Very, very fruit forward for me.
2: I get, yeah, I can see candy apple in there. Yeah. Sour apple as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can I'm see a lot of fruit. The ethanol though Is yeah, it's it's also heavy, still heavy On that Which joke. is interesting
1: For a 101 You know something too This bachelor party I was at I brought Mike down A bottle of Weller um, Which he had no idea What it was So that was a waste That's good <laughs> And <laughs> He uh, We were just kind of Going through stuff That was That I like And they were like Ooh hunter proof That's high proof stuff And it and It's like when you Someone says that Then you're like Oh okay You don't drink whiskey Yeah But he, uh, the Weller, he was like, before we leave, let's take a shot. I was like, well, this is, never mind. Let's take a shot. I wanted wanted to be like, no, dude, this is a, you sip this. Yeah. But we ended up taking shots of Weller um, before we drowned our miseries in bush light and. uh... (laughs) Regret. Yeah. It was a wild weekend. It was very different. I told you offline, um, like the whole story. And I wish I could say some of it here, but I, I, I can't. Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't repeat any of that either. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. It's a fun experience though. I had a, I had a really good time, especially the last day. We had a lot of a lot of fun. That's good. At least it ended on a good note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so sour apple loaf. Let's take a sip. And there's that Willet flavor I don't like. You know what I do get a little bit of? Is uh you ever had cardamom? Mm-mm. So in Afghanistan, with the, the green teas, they like, they put a lot of cardamom in them. And so much so that when I came home from Afghanistan, I ordered a bag of it just to put it in my tea because it just, it's such a good flavor, right? And I think I made tea, I made it for the wife. Mm-hmm. It's like, try this tea with cardamom and it's really good. A little bit of milk maybe. And then I don't think I ever made another one. Mm. But over there, you drink tea like all the time. I don't even know what it is. What is that? Cardamom, it's like a seed, I think. I don't know. It's a spice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's um, But it has... Oh, I think I can... Yeah, I think what we're talking about. Like, a, a, I think they use a lot in Indian dishes. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a, a clay-colored yeah. kind of dust. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the fresh cardamom seeds are really good. You Not just sure. crack them and throw them in the tea. Cool. I good. believe they're seeds. It could be nuts. I don't know what they are. They come from a plant. But they were good. Yeah. Clearly. But I taste some of that on here. Interesting. And, like... We always try to do. What does it remind you of? Does it remind you of anything? Um, so I get like I get um, same thing on the nose, but it's heated. It's a lot hotter. It's very rye forward. It is. It doesn't drink like one hundred and one. And they don't give you the mash bill. I think this is a high rye mash bill. You yep. know what? I actually. But you can find it. No, you can't. But I just had a because uh, I was trying to find it. But I just had an idea. I uh, I did find a Willa Distillery mash bill. They don't necessarily say what goes in what because they're kind of quiet about it. Yeah. But they have, let's see. We'll just do their rye mash bills. Wow. Okay. That didn't help at all. But their high rye mash bill. Oh, that's entry proof. Never mind. So their high rye mash bill, they have a 52, 38, 10, which I'm guessing would be corn, um, rye, then barley. Yeah, because they're all the same. So, 58, 52, 38, 10, 11, 74, 15, 34, 51, 15. So, I do get a lot of corn, but I get a lot more rye than I do corn, I think. So, this yeah. could be – no, that's all it is. It's 52, 38, 10. After just going through these and looking at them yeah. and what they're labeled as, eleven couldn't be a bourbon. Neither could 34, 51. So, according to this website, they're uh, – if it's a – Rye, it would be 52, 38, 10. 52 corn, 38 rye, 10% all to barley, mm. unless it's something custom. Interesting. But that's just what Willet has in there. I'm sure that yeah. they pulled that from the TTP or something. But, yeah, I don't think I'm a huge fan of that. It's pretty oily. I do get the tobacco leaf on the, on the end there and some pine maybe. Uh, on the exhale, I get some mint. I was gonna say cinnamon, but mint to, I guess. Like yeah. just a,
2: I don't know, something on there. But it reminds me of, like, I get, I get uh, hints of like biscuits, like biscuit, like the yeah, um, like shortbread cookies that have like the fruit filling in the middle. You know what I'm
1: talking about on the sure. top,
2: yeah. like um, like citrusy though. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain. It. Like, it, like it makes me think of biscuits and orange marmalade,
1: like some it. kind of meal, uh, like a, like not. Quite like cornmeal But like An obscure Grain meal Like ground up And they made biscuits Out of it and Oh then they put yeah bread. Yeah like almonds Or nuts yeah, or like something Yeah al- like almond Powder What's it called? Almond Well there's almond meal Oh yeah There's okay. almond meal Almond meal Maybe some fruit on top okay. I think that's about as far As I feel like going into it But I would like to try it again Smoked with water Yeah I feel like we don't smoke enough here. There's no smoking in this establishment. Yeah, we're not allowed to, but we're going to do it anyway. I know they saw the last video and they didn't say anything. And so for those just listening, this is our Whiskey and White Tail smoker kit. These are made out of bourbon barrels that we repurpose
2: right here in Charleston, South Carolina. We make our smoke cocktail kits. They are convenient and easy to pack. Take along with you on a hunting trip
1: or... Store in your kitchen Your man cave Your bar Unlike most burger kits, gets That come with a A top and a strainer And, a, and another top And sh- wood chips And all this other stuff Ours is just simply This block And a torch And then you just put your glass On top of it And, and you uh, And
2: rather than Teeter Reheating and, and, and firing up Obscure Wood uh, You know for sure And with some certainty Because You can see how we make them That they come directly From a whiskey barrel Yep so the wood you're smoking has already been a part of the whiskey-making process
1: and uh, adds some really good, unique flavors. It's super interesting what it does, for sure. And I'm going to wait on the water, but I, I want to try it just smoked and then put a couple drops of water in it. Okay. And we've talked about it before, but it has been a while since we've discussed it. The water that we recommend you use is limestone water. Limestone water, it bonds differently with the alcohol, where if you just use— Hard water it actually makes it taste watered down, but limestone water will bomb at the water molecules and create a a. Uh, it's kind of like they how they proof it down more or less. That's why they say limestone water is the best kind of water, dude. I'm excited for our executive bourbon spirit class.
2: I am also excited. I am also. I am. I hope that it's hands on.
1: It is. We get to distill <clears throat> as well. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's super cool. I knew, I based on pictures, it looked like there were maybe some blending and measuring, like some science, yeah, you know, project type stuff. Maybe, maybe think of being in science class. No. But uh, if
1: we get to distill, that'd be fucked. I cool. think they run us through each step. Yeah. So instead of waiting, it's like, this one's ready to go. This Here's, is the beginning. This is the middle. Gotcha. This is the end. That's how they put it into the time frame. Yeah. Have. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But I also think that we should reach out to them about maybe doing a podcast over there.
2: Okay. Some fun stuff floating in there. What's the over-under
1: on you washing these out before you brought them in? They came straight from my bar, so they were definitely clean, and it needs water. Something about it airing out that much. Does need water? Yeah. It's just the ethanol's is way too much in it. The smoke helps them, but it definitely changes the flavor. My turn. All right. What else we got on the agenda today? Uh, we got a plug of the week. If you wanted
2: to go into that, we yeah, have we uh, some other fun stuff to talk about. Whatever you want to do,
1: let's um, let's go ahead and I don't know. Let's talk about something else. Let's let's do the plug in, in a bit. Well, okay, that's fine. Yeah, well, you know,
2: I got my random fact we can do that.
1: No, no, no. I was just saying, like, uh, let's go ahead and do the plug because it's actually a lot of conversation. Okay, so let's 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 run it. Yeah. That's right. And this week's plug of the week is the White Oak Initiative. Uh, you're familiar, I'm familiar, mm-hmm. but for those that aren't, we're going to start in the very beginning. The White Oak Initiative, what they are trying to do is extend um, and kind of fix the problems with white oak trees. And why is that important? What does that do with us? So bourbon is put into... a Brand new charred oak barrels that are white American oak. All these barrels sit behind us here. White American oak, our smoker kits. Everything we make is made out of this wood. So it takes between 60 and 80 years for a white American oak tree to grow to the point that it can be harvested and turned into this. And they estimate right now we have between 10 and 15 years of trees left. What? It's bad. That's not good. Really bad. Like... Real bad. And the reason why is because of land conservation, over conservation, meaning nobody goes in there and tends to these lands. They just let them run. And so back in the day when we used to strip mine and Mm -hmm. do all these things, we would set the woods on fire and then come in there and work once everything was burned down. And that was beneficial to these white oak trees. So these little oak saplings, you know how small they are and how big the leaves are. You've seen them. They can't get sunlight. And then these birch trees, other trees, they outgrow them and right. they crowd, they shade them out. They can't get any sunlight and right. die. And so the, the and like Jacob would have had a good guy to have on for this. I just, you know, we just kind of, we had another thing planned today that we're not even going to mention it because we're disgusted. But <laughs> yeah, he, uh, and yeah. so we're kind of like throwing some of these things, but this has been something that's come up a lot. And if you go to their website, they show financial supporters. Yes. Who do you think the vast majority of those are? Well, I just happened to take a peek. Oh, good.
2: And there are, just to name a few, so you can get a feel for who finds this important. NWTF. Uh, Sazrak, Brown Foreman. Brown Foreman. Old Forester. Old Forester. There were a couple of other conservation, like wildlife conservation groups, that understand the importance. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, and I won't get on a soapbox, but.
1: several states that wanted to back this. Yes.
2: Any conservation effort. Is, is is a help generally for other conservation efforts, yeah. right? All those, a lot of those organizations, the Forestry Service and other folks, they all have conservation efforts. And anytime an initiative like this gets behind an idea that can help support a species specifically, it helps everybody involved. And any win in one conservation area allows for other groups to use it as a basis for their <clears throat> what, they're, what they're trying to accomplish. And right now, with all the, the attacks on all the things that we have going on with related to out, <clears throat> outdoors hunting and things like that, anything that we can do to help preserve any of that, even if it's just the land itself and the trees, uh, I think it needs to happen, especially with 10 to 15 years left. That's wild.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, that's the thing that I read conflicting about it was they said there's 10 to 15 years of trees left, meaning, and I think that means if we don't do anything... So I'm guessing there's trees that are on the way up. Yeah, it tastes better with water. Yeah, it does way better. Yeah, way better. It, you get more of that caramel mm-hmm. out of it, and the like vanilla or like caramel drizzle maybe vanilla. Yeah, but the I think that there's trees that are like the 15 to 20 year trees, yeah. and then the 20 to 30 year trees. I think those trees exist. Yeah, it's just if we do nothing, those trees are going to die out, and I think they're going to get they're going to get shaded out. And they're also,
2: I, I, I think the one of the points they're making is that a lot of these trees are not thriving in the areas they are because that land is is under conservation but to your point there's the potential for over conservation where yeah. no management is allowed no human intervention is allowed with the exception of natural things like wildfires and lightning yep which those things can be controlled and prevented with good management
1: sure and it's the they were saying the saplings and then like I don't know how trees work really but the offshoots that come off the trees they're Basically none, like in that's huh. one area that they studied, which that could be we've talked about it several times. Lying with statistics, they could be uh, picking an area that's the worst and then sure. portraying the whole thing. But to be honest, I don't, I don't think I don't see the the only reason that they would do that is in order to make it seem like a dire situation so we can get on it more ASAP. support. Yeah, but but I don't know. The only other downside I saw was there was um I guess the lead arborist is from University of Ohio. I was like, ugh, gross, look. <laughs> but outside of that, there's a lot of states that surround Kentucky that are involved. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people involved. Um, but yeah, but it's 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 something that's for real should be paid attention to. And if if you like whiskey, if you like bourbon, donating a little bit of money to this organization might be beneficial because if we run out of oak trees. <laughs> The rules change. There won't – either they change the rules and yeah. the alcohol rules or there just will no longer be bourbon because hmm. they have to go in brand-new charlotte barrels. I mean, we have to have a new barrel for every barrel of whiskey made yeah. to make it bourbon. Is this all oaks or just white oaks? It's the white oak initiative, right? just yeah. the white oaks that are in That's danger? That's the main thing they're looking yeah, at for. Okay. And I'm sure that this initiative was spun up off of the bourbon industry or the whiskey industry. I doubt it's – think so? Yeah, I just don't see it being a bunch of people that – I think that what they're doing is they're looking at we're good, right? But our kids, or maybe the Cooperages sure. are like, hey, we're having a hard time getting this wood. Yeah, and then maybe the loggers are saying, hey, we're running out of this wood. <laughs> I, I don't know what point in the chain that it, it was picked up on. That'd be inter- that'd be an interesting conversation to have, maybe
2: with somebody from yeah. from that organization. I bet they'd yeah. be happy to talk to us. Uh, absolutely, to get their message out. Yeah.
1: yeah, we should we should look into that. Yeah, let's write that down. Let's write that down. You write it down. Got to reach <laughs> out to the White Oak Initiative and get one of those people on here. Because we we could be saying it all wrong,
2: yeah. Maybe the plug.
1: I had the plug, and then like the, the little bit of jo- notes I jotted down.
2: It's interesting. Um, it's interesting to see a number, all the different organizations when you look on the list, because <clears throat> they're different, different industry, different backgrounds. But to realize that they all have a significant—I uh, don't know if reliance is the right word—but they <clears throat> they all have a significant relationship. With, yeah. with the white oak and with the woods in general. So it's just interesting to see people from different organizations coming together for one cause. In conservation, that doesn't happen
1: a lot. Well, as a I, – because I, I see everything – after going to that Scrum Master School, I see everything in agile framework. I see everything mm-hmm. in, this, in this to-do, dependencies, relationships with other things. And one of the big things is looking at a project. Like I have to do this project. In order to do that, I am reliant on these things. Right. And I think it's just smart business to track those things. Sure. I need to make sure I have this by then. And then I start noticing trends where last week we had a thousand trees. This week we only have 800. Mm-hmm. You know, why are we short 200 trees? Like, well, that's all we can get. That's all. Well, let's figure out why. So now <laughs> I'm putting in place this initiative. we spin up a new company, new contract to go out and fix the problem that the loggers are having or the landowners mm-hmm. are having or whatever. And I think that's probably what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, they're all dependent on each other. Therefore, they benefit from each other by yeah. playing nice. Yeah, Makes so sense. I'd, I think of all the uh, initiatives or foundations or charities and stuff, a lot of the ones that we see are just crazy. But I think this one, I think there's enough involved. Yeah. Definitely enough money involved that I, I think that they'll probably fix it. If not – you want to be rich in 20 years, start saving all your bourbon. Like, we're getting... Just junk bourbon will be expensive <clears throat> in 20 years yeah, I don't if, care. That, if this happens. Buy a bunch of... Uh, nah,
2: I won't say names.
1: How <sighs> about cases of Jim Beam White? Yeah. Just stack it up in the garage. Probably should do that anyways. Yeah. Just a half. Just a half. That'd be funny, too, if we if I drank every every bottle in my bar and just replaced it with a bottle of Jim Beam White. All of it? Yeah. Like 70 bottles? I have like 280 open Or 200 I have 280 bottles I have a hundred and I think I have 160 Open bottles right now I've been working Through my stock I've also been giving You know Christmas time I give whiskey gifts Yeah So I'm giving stuff away. away 11 right
2: You should just replace them All with Jim Beam White Different sizes yeah. Different Yeah
1: No I get them all The same size That way when you come In the bar And you're like Jesus <laughs> Like that's You know what's funny Is people come Into the bar And they're like it, Are you okay I'm like no I'm, I'm fine like if I had a drinking problem, I wouldn't have this many open bottles that right. are three halfway, three quarter gone. Right. But if you came in and all I have was cases of Jim Beam, like this guy has an issue. Yes. Yeah. That would be scary. I think I'd rather have um the uh the bottom bond, I think. Evan Williams? No, the um early times. Oh, early times, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Cause it's their cheaper full liter instead of seven fifties. Right. It's good money It's a good exchange Yeah That was all I had for the plug of the week <clears throat> Okay But I did want to talk about um, We're going to have our guests on mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're going to mm-hmm. start with Some of our hunting friends Kind of just figure out What the uh, hunting season was like yeah. But before we do that What were your lessons learned from hunting this year?
2: My lessons learned from hunting this year Well I need to do three things this upcoming year, I need to plan better, be more deliberate in planning hunts, like making time specifically to hunt on these, at these times, this company and work and family are too busy for me to rely on. I'll just go when I get a free weekend. I don't get free weekends anymore. I don't either. (laughs) Um, The kids are getting, the kids are getting busier with activities. Um, you know, like the weekend at seaweed, it sucks. Uh, Gavin's going on a ski trip. The whole scout troop is, and I got, I'm going to stay back, uh, that would have been fun to go do, but duty calls. Right? We had seaweed we planned long before they picked that yeah. that date, and that's just the way. this way. So being more deliberate in planning hunts
1: um, and hunts out of state to Kentucky, some other places. I want to. I want to do more of that. Well, like the our spot in North Carolina, uh, nobody hunted it this year at all. Really? Yeah. Not
2: even him. No. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Is there a reason? I think he's just getting old. Yeah. He killed a coyote. Okay. I was back porch, but I think that's it. All right.
2: Well, it's good to know. If, I mean, we'll, I'll go up there and if he's not going to hunt it, I'll go up there and once a year and put some stuff out and manage it a little bit
1: and have a place to hunt. That's the other thing too, man, is all the places we have too many property? which I never thought we'd say this, but we have too many places to hunt now. Because it's too much, like there's no way I'm coming back to the club. It's not happening. Yeah. It's, I don't have time to go. Do those work days that they do, I need to spend the, I need to do one in Kentucky and I need one in North Carolina I need one in, yeah um, Wyoming. Where's she from? Iowa. Iowa. But it's like, it's just, it's, I think I may be getting into the point in my life where I pay for hunts. Yeah. Yeah. I just pay an outfitter to take me and put me in on their property. I think it's. Other than, you know, the, the normal stuff that we do, like on public land, like yeah, yeah, if we yeah. do a public land weekend. We just go camp in the woods and have a good time. But I think that the, the just, I'm going to go hunt in Ridgeville. Yeah. You know, the same spot. Cause if you look at it, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people pay for hunts or they hunt public land.
2: Yeah. A lot of them do. A lot of them have clubs that have a little bit more flexibility with what you can do on the club and less members too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have kids that are interested in hunting that I have to teach. Yeah, for so sure. it's different for me. Like I need to take. That's a very short, convenient place that I know. I don't have to compete with too many people, sure. so that's an opportunity for me to take them out there safely and have a convenient place to do it. Um, but public land, I'd like to do more of, and then just the out of state stuff. I agree. We've got to. Those those are work days that we've discussed doing with those people in exchange for being able to hunt there. Yeah, um, and if we hunt another year there without. <laughs> <laughs> Doing that, I'm gonna yeah. feel kind of like you know. Yeah. So that's that's definitely a goal. Uh, you said you said goal. No, you said lessons learned. So being more deliberate with planning. Yep. Uh, I also think uh, preparation. I didn't prepare as well this year. Again, we just got busy. I need. I just need to plan and prepare better. Yeah. I think is the biggest thing. I only got to hunt a handful of times. Uh, we traveled a bunch. Didn't get to get out in the woods with my kids as much as I would have liked. I hope we'll do do some more of
1: that with turkey season this year. Um, I think we should do our, I think we should do a turkey hunt um, up in Kentucky at some point. Because he has, I mean, that place is like guaranteed success. There's a lot of turkeys up there. There's a ton of turkeys. Especially in that that property. Yeah, There's so many turkeys there, you can drive down the road and see a knoll just filled with turkeys. Mm -hmm. And you could come in behind them on a different knoll. And just sit there and then call and I think they would just bum rush the hill <laughs> like it was like the Patriot. You're yeah. just sitting there with a gun and a turkey. Just here, you take on the <coughs> red coats. Yeah, and then it's all these birds just come over the hill and you, you start, start blasting. A, a yeah. pattern of just yeah. the flock of turkeys yeah. <laughs> running over the hill. The, 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 <laughs> I think that's exactly what would happen. You just line up. We should do that. Line up like uh like Revolutionary War soldiers, there's all of us just line up, aim at the hill, and then when they come over that hill we just Start blasting Start blasting yeah. Then And then we'll I'd start blasting Yeah that's a good meme <laughs> You turned me on That meme It's fun It has a lot of
2: That uh, was very insignificant Yeah
1: it was pretty weak Oh it's because It didn't even open Because the top broken. <laughs> There we go Yeah Miami Cola Are you asked I don't, I don't know I mean I think I know what Miami Cola is But I don't think It's a bang But this bang Is called Miami Cola If you were to guess what Miami Cola was It was like cola You add a little something something else into A little closer to the original Uh, recipe Yeah I think it was just something something (laughs) Okay That may be what it is Maybe you take Coca-Cola And you put the Coke back in it And that's what makes Miami Cola I don't know It tastes like cola kind of Someone somewhere is going That's not what a Miami Cola is It's a Nobody knows Nobody's from Miami Soda masquerading is a It's a high sugar Is not your stereotypical I have no idea dude I'm not even going to deal with it Okay it's pretty good. That gives me energy. Turbo puns. What? Turbo puns? You remember that uh, that video? Yeah. Um. Man, I can't remember what it's called. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's like that energy video. It was back in the day. No. It was like, energy. <laughs> like, you'll have so much energy. I don't remember. Like, banana, fizz bitch. These are the flavors you could get it in. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of bananas, banana. And um, then, and like and gun. They had a flavor called Gun. Was this from like an SNL skit or something? No, it was on YouTube. It was oh, like man. it was like that Ranger Up video. Like the Ranger Up video was a was a it was it was called something promo. I can't remember what it's called, but the Ranger Up video was a retake of that. Oh was, I did not know that. It was hilarious. I would play it, but last time we played something like that, we'd We got a little ding on our account. <sighs> yeah. Jerks. It was the uh yeah, whatever walk down me on the walkway. It was that one. We got a ding for that. Apparently, it's super copyrighted. Who would have known? I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Whose video is that? No, not my video. <laughs> not video. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Oh well. Um I think my lessons are going to probably be the same. Yeah. Plan better. I, that's. Um, I think it's just we have too many options and we don't know what to pick. And then before you know it, the weekends fill up. So like, I want to sit down and plan our hunting trips now. Yeah, we need to. That way, we know what we're doing, and we don't necessarily have to go to it. Because, like, we're, when we go to the bourbon strew class, I'm going on a turkey hunt mm-hmm. afterwards. You got to come back. Yeah, and, yeah. Excuse me. I should have burped into the mic. Sorry, guys.
2: Are you going to hunt? Or are you going? Are you going with the intention to film? I'm going to hunt. I want you to hunt. Yeah, I'm going to hunt. Is never, Rocco going to take you? Yeah, Rocco. He's going to call for you and everything.
1: Well, I mean, I guess. Okay. I don't know. You should go. It's it's a lot different than. I told than him White I was like, like "Let me go, and I'll film you." And he was like, "No, just we're going to go hunting." Yeah. Which is good, Rocco. It's like for everybody that we film for, we appreciate it when you go. Hey, no, not not this time. This time, it's just it's for us.
2: Because we when kinda- we travel, and we go places. We go there with the understanding that hunting for us is secondary. Yeah, and we're there to help. Because uh, a lot of times we get invited to go, like with Rocco and and um, WLS and those organizations. We're there to help them with some production to help with their organization. Yeah. So that's kind of a priority for us. And so it is nice and and we appreciate when they're like, hey, you know what, this
1: time? Well, they put us in a tree and we still try to film in the tree and all that, so we have something to bring back. But, But, yeah, this time I I don't think we're going to film anything. It also uh, eliminates me bringing all the camera gear because we're flying. Yeah, oh, that's true. But the other thing, too, is now I wouldn't be able to leave it there because I can't go back. But I am going to buy – ship it there and ship it back if you want to. (laughs) I think I'm going to buy a shotgun and – some hunting gear to leave there. Yeah.
2: So we need to, I don't want to do it on the podcast, but we, I still have an idea we haven't talked about for probably for later this year. Um, in terms of ways to donate and sort of give back. I have a cool idea for that. Okay. Um, but I don't want to say it on here because it it, it involves, uh, Tijuana drugs. Yes. Getting some some things from Canada that have, and then some things from, um, I'm just kidding. It doesn't. It doesn't can't share it. Our cartel, it, doesn't, it doesn't include
1: any of that. Our, car, our cartel members would not be. Some happy sketchy about that. black boat rides yeah. um, from Florida to. Uh, well, I learned how to radar work. Oh, check this out.
2: Okay, I'm checking. This it. is
1: gonna. I don't know. All right. A lot of you don't know what I do for a living, but I like I did RF theory school, so like radio frequencies and things of that nature are a building block of where I'm at in the IT world. So did you see the 5G rollout and the airplane thing? Dude,
2: a lot of you don't know a lot about what I do (laughs) at at work. Yeah. You do. We are in the middle of a, I'm just going to say we're in the middle of a project that is designed to identify and address that issue. It should
1: not have gotten to this point. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Well, actually, what is the video?
2: I don't have a video. No, no. What is the, you said the the 5G in the airplane thing? Yeah, I don't have a video. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I thought you said a video. But what it what was the story? To make so sure we're sto- tracking the
1: same one. So the store it's the um, so 5G operates in the same band, frequency mm-hmm. band, as the um, the radar altimeter mm-hmm. that are in these airplanes. Yeah. And so the radar altimeter has a send and receive and they basically shoot it straight to the ground. They're about eight inches apart. Mm-hmm. It hits the ground, that signal comes back up. And it's done by wheel depth. So when the when the plane's sitting on the ground with the wheels down, mm-hmm. that's zero. So when they shoot down and it shoots back up, it tells them. So this 5G thing, they're in the same band as that, and mm-hmm. they're worried that it will fuzz it. But no one's really tested it. But here's my thing. It operates on a frequency that's so specific that it would block out all that noise anyway. So it's going to, if it's looking for, say, 1.11111. Yeah. If it comes down and comes back up, it's only looking for that. So if... The 5G towers were pushing out too much power for that. It would fizzle it little, a little, so it may be spotty, but it wouldn't completely wipe it out unless you were landing on top of a 5G antenna, which there are <laughs> none in the runway. Yeah. So it's. I think that it's kind of a – I think it's a little blown out of proportion. However, I think there's a ton of money, and we offer services to block that band from coming into this airfield space, which could be done with – Dukes, you know, stuff that already exists. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I was talking to a pilot today, uh, that guy, oh, okay. our pilot, I was talking to him about yeah. it and he was explaining and I was like, yeah, but, and we were talk- going back and forth and he was like, I think you're right. I think that it really doesn't matter, but you could build something that would just block the signal and then make a shit ton of money because it doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah. It's not going to affect <clears throat> it. What, what you have is a, a small
2: risk yeah. that the government has to be 100% yes. sure is either remediated or they've done their due diligence. And so without getting into particulars, there are companies who are doing white papers and research and technical testing to prove or disprove all these things. Um, And how serious some of them are taking it too much, right? Borderline comical. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. It's borderline comical until you realize how serious they think it is. Because I haven't looked and into I'm not saying it at that, all. That this was just... I'm not saying the FAA safety yeah, is, yeah. is not real. But yeah, part you. of the stuff that, that I do is actual transportation, um, mostly automotive, like vehicle, uh, cybersecurity. So understanding critical infrastructure and the security related to some of those things. And when I see <clears throat> how much people take things that are serious not very serious, but oh, then yeah. blow this out of proportion. Yep. It tells me that
1: there is the media is involved. That's what it tells
2: me. There's, <laughs> there's money to be made somewhere by yeah. somebody. Yeah. <clears throat> there are careers to be advanced by someone hanging their hat on this project or this yeah. report that this they, will be my thing. We, I made this safe. Now you may all deploy 5g and fly free. Yeah. You know, someone's going to hang their hat at the, you know, government GS, whatever SES level and and go to them, you know, then go work wherever. And then, uh, some co- some companies are going to find some ways To make money off of it And that's what I see out of
1: it Well here's the thing that I thought of So a lot of the, my background is based on The technology that I'm talking about That ATT mm-hmm. and t Like that type of radio frequencies I don't really do much with radar frequencies So I don't right. know them as well But the principles are the same So if, you were, if I were to tell you that Airplane manufacturers are like Hey cell phones are going to ruin our stuff And then the cell phone company was like No it's not <laughs> Who are you going to believe? Who do you think knows more about cell phone, radio waves, and the things that they're pushing out into the ether? I think the cell phone company probably knows you would think better. You would think.
2: You would say the same about pharmaceutical companies, though, wouldn't you? It's a fairly true statement. Yeah, <laughs> so no. what's I mean? It's just what I guess my point yeah. is that everyone has an angle they're That's trying true. to, you know, Verizon and all these folks. They want to put, and, and the people who are making the chips and the technology. They want five G to roll out. The last thing yeah. they want is the it's pin, out. I the, got
1: five G in Florida.
2: No, no, five G. What I'm saying is the expansion, right? Yeah. Like the last thing they want. They're looking at their phased expansion and they see the the addicts if you don't understand, if you don't understand the. Technological like things that once five G is everywhere and it allows the connection of things, yeah, to, you yeah. know, and vehicles start to create mesh networks
1: amongst yeah. themselves and all these other it, things. It, it's it's like it's like Tesla Nikola Tesla's <laughs> idea of energy yeah. is now about to be implemented with and they want to get to that Wi Fi as more or less. quickly
2: as possible yeah. because the amount of information and data that they're going to glean from everybody's yeah. shit being connected is invaluable. Yep. Exactly. Um, so th- they want to get to that as fast as possible, and so. It makes me wonder if if pilots aren't going, hey, we're having issues, and people aren't trying to sweep it under the rug the same way doctors may or may not have been. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just there's, there, when there's money involved, especially something like that, I always take a step back and go, I don't actually believe either, you motherfuckers. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I haven't done them. <laughs> you have an agenda. You have an agenda. You know, it's just it's it's hard to say. But do I believe that it's probably being blown out of proportion? Probably, and it's especially annoying from a professional perspective when i see so much money being dumped into things like that yeah yet we have dude. organizations that can't even patch and test on a regular basis
1: and in a regular cycle it's like true what? vulnerability somewhere and they can't add funding to put bodies in right. seats that we the, need the, the, but so we're going to spend all this money on on can't have cell phone towers on two kilometers in an airport
2: yeah. okay we have tons of issues that dhs and yeah. the dod have identified in terms of <clears throat> well, our cyber, cyber you know cyber workforce and
1: but towel, but 5G. Does yours smell like coffee? Mine smells like coffee. Oh, weird. Yours does. Isn't that strange? I, I get that a little bit, but not as strong as yours. I did two drops of water. Oh man. Let's see if it tastes like coffee. A little bit, dude.
2: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It might be a good pairing with uh with a cigar then.
1: It finishes like coffee. Like, you know what? I don't know. Uh you are drinking that, maybe. I yeah.
2: don't know. All right. We went way off. That's all right. Sorry folks. But I'm not sorry. Oh, before we Yeah, go ahead. No. What do you want to do?
1: No, I was gonna say that Jerry, Joe Rogan experience, he's been on the news uh with misinformation again. Oh, has he? And this one I heard with my live earballs. Okay. I heard him say it out of his mouth. What a small and like. I went, No, that is not true. Oh, what do he say? <laughs> all right, you what do you what do you think the topic was? Actually don't. Here's the topic. Joe Rogan was drinking whiskey. Oh, no. You thought I was going to go somewhere else, but no. It's I did, of course. So <laughs> he's drinking whiskey. Episode to everybody else. He was drinking whiskey, and he, uh, what, I think it was with Carrot Top is what episode it was. And the guy, like, he had he had given him something. He's like, no, no, no. Try this Buffalo Trace stuff. Yeah. And he's like, this is bourbon, bro. This is bourbon. This is bourbon. Right. And I'm listening. I'm like, go ahead. Keep. Please. So yeah. he answers to him, and he's like, well, what is bourbon? He's like, dude, bourbon is, it's whiskey, but it's Kentucky's version of whiskey. And I was like, "No, don't say that." I wanted, to, but I thought he needs to have somebody on there to really explain because he says the wrong stuff all the time. And just so, in <laughs> case you can, don't know,
2: just give him our yeah, class that, on happen.
1: the show. That'll happen.
2: We have to make it. We we, we have that would never to put it into the universe.
1: Okay, we'll put it in the universe. Joe Rogan, if you're listening, we're going to teach you what bourbon is. No, so if, for those of the those of you at home, bourbon can be made anywhere in the United States, but it has to be made in America. There's the ABCs bourbon. We've discussed it many, many, many times. And bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Right. And it has nothing to do with Kentucky. No. However, the mass majority of bourbon is made in Kentucky. That's why there's this misconception. My yeah, beer yeah. is out of control. I Bro, missed my barber appointment.
2: Hey, yeah, so did I. <clears throat> well, she got COVID.
1: we uh-huh. the same barber.
2: Oh, yeah. oh, she got COVID? Yeah. Oh, when is she back? I don't know.
1: Better be by Friday. I mean, uh, they called me the morning of. I was brushing my Today? teeth. No, it's uh, last Wednesday. Oh, she should be back by now. The, the new standards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's only five days now. Yeah, I was brushing my teeth and she was like, um, "Excuse me, it wasn't. I sh- I keep trying to hide them. I need to let them flow. Sorry, I keep robbing you off good burps." Um, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't her. The oh, okay. shop called me. Oh, uh, okay. And I was brushing my teeth. It was like six thirty in the morning.
2: Like
1: damn. Yeah, and I was like, "Hello," mm-hmm. I mean, because it said, bar- "You know, the I'm not going to say the name of it." It said that. The place, and um so I'm like brushing my teeth, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, um, "We have to cancel your appointment." And I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Okay." And she's like, uh <laughs> "She got exposed." I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, "Okay." And she's like, "We're trying to be safe." I was like, "No." I was like drooling spit, and I'm like, "I don't care." I'm just I'm brushing my teeth. They're so <laughs> like, "Thanks." I'll, uh you know. <laughs> Oh, what a, a weird interaction. Tell her to call me when she's uh, <laughs> when she's free. I'm not, I'm not sitting here, like, mad that she's not coming in. I, I don't care. I got you. I bet, I bet you they have assholes that of are like, I've been waiting because it's hard to
2: get an appointment there.
1: I know. That's the why last, I'm worried I'm at a cycle now. I Well, the I, last
2: time I got my haircut and beard trim was before Christmas. Really? And I, and You're definitely out a cycle. My last, the last time I was supposed to go was the day we went to get barrels, and I had to miss it. And by the way, when you miss your appointment here, you got to pay for it mm-hmm. still.
1: So I had to pay for a haircut I didn't get. I don't. But... I've been going there like six years. And the ladies love me. Okay. Whatever. Um but yeah, you do have to pay if you don't go, and it's hard to get back in. But I'm on a three week cycle. I definitely can't go another th- I can't go six weeks between.
2: Well, I had I had gone three and it's been five, almost six. It's, so my uh, when we were talking this morning and we were deciding who's doing the my plug of the week was going to be them. Them because <laughs> I haven't been in my like my beard and like if Let's I take- do a
1: double plug. Do a double plug. first ever double plug double plug of the week bailey bailey coming to the stage at <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice no nah, i'm just kidding we love her uh bailey the barber and shave shop west ashley charleston check them out check them out you live in the charleston area and you need a haircut um yeah but if you need a beard trim 100 percent. we've been all over town everywhere you can go and uh bailey is everybody there is the shit i love everybody
2: yeah i do um so that's that's a good spot that's a good spot to go to yeah um so we talked about lessons learned for last year. Yeah. what What is one or two goals that you have for this year? I Haunting think the lessons related.
1: learned are also the goal, but I texted yeah. Kenneth yesterday, and I was like, bro, if you got some uh, shitbags that aren't paying, I'll come pick a name off the board. What do you say? He didn't reply. Yeah. No. So I'm guessing. They don't do that. No, they do. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> just guessing that uh, <laughs> there's nobody left. I uh, saw a picture on Facebook. They posted the other day, like full yeah. freezer. Andy sent it to me, and it, it, they'll go fast. That when they post it's that, all the people is, that know. Is, is that the
2: is that the like read between the
1: lines? Yeah, come and get yeah, this down. Because obviously, it's not their deer you're I know not, that you're They for, can't give it away. I know that for next time now. Yeah, just go in there and pick a name. But it's that's something that probably happens at your local processor. Little inside scoop. If you need deer meat, if you didn't get a good deer this year, or you just want more. You can go with a local processor. They'll have an overdue board. Unless they charge before, most of them don't. Mm-hmm. They'll have an overdue board and just go in there and look at the over... Uh, got you on. <laughs> go in there and look at the overdue board. Appreciate it. That's actually pretty weak. I almost puked right there. <laughs> also, I've had zero Adderall today. Oh. Go look at the overdue board and then you can uh, just pick a name. Be like, yeah, uh, Mr. Jacobs, I'm here to pick up his deer. And just give them a smile, and they'll be like, "Okay," because they want it gone. They don't yeah. want to sit in there. Those freezers only run during the winter. Yeah, that's the thing. They're trying to get those freezers cut yeah, off because they're expensive. It's, expensive, it's a huge <laughs> meat room, right? Yeah. So, so once uh, it becomes January fifteenth, it's like, "Hey, we're not fifteen days past season," which means we're probably at least And for most of those, they're probably
2: a month or two past picking their shit up because they yep, th- they get stacked up fast. Mm-hmm. And then when when the pandemic happened, they actually had to. Turn people away because the freezer yep. was too full. Yep. People had more time on their hands. And we're out hunting. Their freezers got stacked, slammed full. They also, to- if
1: you pay cash, they'll never know who you were anyway. So, It's true. So you could actually go in there any day and steal someone's deer. <laughs> I lost my ticket.
2: Uh, maybe they won't give it to you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's hit this uh, next thing.
2: Thank you so much. That Mm -hmm. was very pleasant. Appreciate it. Uh, So today's random fact of the week is about, I I don't like reading off paper, but I had to for some of this stuff. It is about the Megaloceros giganteus. Giganteus. This sounds long. Also (laughs) called the Irish deer or Irish elk. Oh, cool. So this is the, are you familiar with it at all? No. Okay. So... It's an extinct species of deer, but it's sure. the largest to ever walk the earth. Oh,
1: before you go any further, I uh, read something that ninety nine point six percent of all living species on this planet ever are extinct. extinct. Yeah, it's crazy. Nine point six percent. Yeah, um, <clears throat> extinct
2: species of deer, largest ever to have lived. Uh, so this range uh, extended f- across Eurasia uh, during the the, the Pleistocene yep. era from like. Uh, Ireland all the way into like Russia and all kinds of, it was all over the place. There were humans in that area. There were Neanderthals in that area as well. Yes. Uh, So I I did some more digging and experts gave this really ridiculous, dude, this range is ridiculous. So they existed and and lived from, they believe two and a half million to 11 and a half, 1100 basically years ago. That's the range they give them for having existed. It's a long range. That's a, do you, do you, I mean, look at the, just the shit that's happened on earth in the last 200 years. And they're Dude, like, the eh. shit that's
1: happened on earth the had two years, <laughs> roughly two and a half
2: million to 1100 yeah. somewhere in there. And I'm like, who, who's this? Who's the asshole scientist that was like, that's fine. And that's why know. people don't
1: believe <laughs> that the earth at all could like, they can't narrow down fucking <laughs> yeah. a million years. Well, the most recent remains uh,
2: have been carbon dated to about 7,700 years ago. And now those were found in Western Russia. Um, it stood, check this out, at, at the shoulders, 6 feet 11 inches. Wow. That's how high the shoulders were. So, That'll feed a family. Dude, the spread on his antlers were 12 feet from tip to tip, and the antlers themselves wow. weighed 88 pounds. Jesus. And a male, they estimate, would have weighed up to 1,500 pounds. Dude, you're These gonna, are some pictures and comparisons that were put together. We can. Oh, yeah, I can send you pictures that. to put on the uh, on the. But Damn, compared to an elk, did it have
1: like elk paddles like that? No, well, oh, they don't know. It's
2: like this mixture of an elk and moose because it has the I'm big, at, big no, fat paddles. At, I meant moose paddles. It had the yeah, moose yeah, yeah, yeah. paddles like that. Yeah. Oh, I just heard paddles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard elk. and I didn't hear you say paddles. So yeah, it has those weird offshoots, just like a just like an elk or a, a moose does, but they're longer, and Dude, then it has those paddles. Can you imagine? Can you imagine
1: sitting in a tree stand. This big motherfucker walks up and he's just like smelling your shoe. What's up? Yeah, because you're, <laughs> you're uh, yeah, you're 15 feet in the in a tree and He's I, I, poking I, you with his paddles. At the
2: shoulders, it's it's seven, you know, almost seven feet, and so it's got another five. Yeah. A, if it gets on its hind legs or reaches up to smell, it's oh, going to yeah. get
1: another five feet. I wonder how many humans those things killed. I bet you a lot, dude. I, I
2: thought about how many humans it could have killed, but also, like, how many villages were able to kill a couple of those, like in parts of Russia and shit like that, and sustain themselves for, for a, a year? year.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> Especially for eating all of it. But I'll it, you it, say it, it makes me wonder. Uh, uh, they estimate that a a a, a bull or a a um, a buck in its prime would have been up upwards of fifteen hundred pounds. Wow. So it's fifteen hundred pounds. It's it's the, the second closest uh to have lived in history is another form of the moose,
1: and it's still bigger than that. Could you imagine how easy it would like today, you get like sixty yards with a compound bow, how big that target would be. Bro. The heart,
2: does it have to be the heart was? No, I didn't go into all the the biology. I would, I I don't, I'd love to find out if they have more information about the the biology of it. it? size of an
1: eight-year-old boy. (laughs) Size of a a whiskey barrel. Could be the size of a whiskey barrel, yeah. Yeah. I bet you his lungs and heart together were the size of a whiskey barrel, for sure. Something
2: that probably was definitely hunted with spears, just because it's a big target, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: But it's very interesting. I thought, uh,
2: I was, I was poking around interesting, uh, deer facts and, uh came across, and I, I remember seeing this before because I believe uh, Jim Shockey and yeah. al- has property in Alaska, and up in Alaska he has this, like, natural resources, uh, I forget what he calls it, but it's a museum that he's curating by finding fossils and, and the hunts that he's done. He brings everything there, and it's like a natural history sort of museum that he's putting together. Is there and something
1: I want, on that? I think I just saw something on that.
2: There might be. But I believe I want to say he has a set of these paddles wow. or antlers or like skeleton fossil. that he yeah that he was found Cheers. and he paid to to have it procured to brought bring to his museum and I, that that's where I I saw I saw when I saw Irish elk I was like oh those are huge and I got to reading about it again and it started bringing everything back and uh, I just thought about our hunting elk yeah in Colorado. And seeing those things, like... Yeah, seeing elk. Trot yeah. through, and it's like, man, that's a big animal. But then to imagine
1: that... Like, what's a mountain in Russia? I can't think of one, but, like, it could climb, like, if it was, you know, K2. I know it's yeah. not in Russia. Calm down. But if it, <laughs> if it got up to the base of K2 and was like, mm, let me go check out the top here. Get up yeah, twice? Yeah, like 45 minutes to the top. Mount Vlad? Mount Vladimir? You know there's a Mount Vladimir in Russia. Now I have to look. <laughs> so anyways, that is the random fact of the week that there
2: there used to be this gigantic elk or deer, same family, uh, that stood almost seven foot tall with uh, 15 or 12 foot from tip to tip, span, antlers, <laughs> paddles. Is there? That's <laughs> it's. What do you think it's called? The full name. Oh, I don't know. It's probably the highest mountain. The
1: biggest mountain. It is called Vladimir Putin Peak. So they didn't even play around. They're like he gets the whole thing. But it's uh some kind of range, mountain range. And the Tian Shan system, located in the Choi region of Kyrgyzstan, it was named in two thousand eleven after the second president of the Russian he's only he's the second president. Yeah, but it's... He's been president for like 40 years. Yeah, but they vote and everything, and it's it's legit. Yeah, I saw. I saw. They use a
2: um, pretty cool voting machine. Yeah, the same ones that they used in Argentina and here, and uh, I'm sorry. Did they use that I here? don't know. That's what I hear. Anyways. <sighs> Do you want to talk about this thing, this down here that we're doing, that you're doing? Where? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or I didn't know if you wanted to. I know you mentioned it. Yeah, why I not? didn't know how
1: far along you were in that planning process. No, it's done. It's been, uh, I started planning this um, November. Oh, uh, okay. So we got a comment on, I don't remember where and I don't remember who, so I apologize. But somebody commented and said that we needed to go get together with high wire distilling. And I thought, yeah, that'd be cool. So it's a local thing. They're downtown Charleston. They make Johnny Red, Dr- you don't like that? No, man, it's not good. Or Jimmy Redcorn, Johnny Drum. They make Jimmy Redcorn, which we've had before. It's a... Uh, Red corn is very cool. If you don't know anything about it, you should go look up red corn. It's just, it's a fascinating story, which is a pretty big thing here. Uh, Got you another one. All right. I'm just the last one. I apologize. Hey, there we go. So we, um, I read that and I was like, oh, cool. And then I think it was on a YouTube video. Somebody <laughs> else said something about Highwire Distilling. Like, since you're in Charleston, you guys should go do talk, get the guy from Highwire Distilling in her podcast. So I don't know if Highwire is, we've known about it for a long time. We're drinking a long time. Yeah. But I don't know if maybe they're growing in popularity now. Could be. And so people from not Charleston, they just see Charleston and they think, Highwire Distilling. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was at least five people. Cool. Over the course of like <clears throat> 30 days, maybe. Does Highwire have anything to do with the wires that hold up the bridge? I have no idea. Oh, okay, I don't. Know, I don't. I have no idea. But I always wanted to go there. Yeah. So I reached out. His name's Scott. So I reached out to them on Instagram, and I was like, "Hey, it's weird. People keep telling us to come hang out. Like, they want to hear from Highwire Distilling. Like, highwire Distilling. And so I reached out, and somebody replied and was like, "Here's Scott, the owner. Yeah. Or, or co-owner, something like that. Here's an email. Reach out. And cool. so I did. I just uh, I sent him an email. Said, mm-hmm. hey. Basically the thing that I just said, and um, he was like, I'd love to talk to you guys. So we have a we have a private tour coming up in a couple weeks, I think, and then depending on how the tour goes, if we mesh well, yeah, we're going to invite him on the podcast, and uh, I'm sure we will uh, mesh well, but cool. we're going to invite him on the podcast and, yeah. and talk about how we're And but I want to shoot a little bit there, and it would just be cool to go on a closed tour where we can ask questions and take time to film the things we want to film, yeah, you know, and it's and we can use it in other videos, and I think it'd be fun. So I'm pretty excited about that. There's a bunch of distilleries here, yeah, and like I've thrown my hat in the ring at them. I'll show up and be like, Meh, hey, and I'll just mention. But if you think about it, I don't go in there and go whiskey and Whitetail, I don't go in there and like we have a company that that showcases this stuff, yeah, and, and community outreach. I don't do any of that, which I probably should. It's exhausting. It is, man. I just I don't want to talk about it. I feel like I'm like. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it just gets. I mean, we sound like we're
2: whining, but it's like being turned on, the, like the business turned on every time you leave the house all the time.
1: It just, it's just sometimes exhausting. I just want to go do stuff. You know, yeah, I don't want to do like, it from an angle. Yeah, like the other
2: day I had my the hoodie on, and so I was yeah. like, "Hey, man, really like that hoodie." It was an opportunity to go. Hey, thanks. You know, Check da, out. Da, 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 da. No. I was like, "Thanks." I just kept walking. I just
1: was tired. Did not yeah. have the energy to fucking do anything yeah i hide it's um it's not like we're famous or anything it's, just, it's not any of that it's just it's just uh it's like I, i'm tired of being whiskey and whitetails all the time he's famous i was famous before i got here so i made my trillions of debt <laughs> you think a human you in america that's what i'm saying do you think i could have trillions of dollars in debt like no, why you'd, because you'd i don't have subjects below me that are mm-hmm. going to pay it for me you that's the reason have, i have can't have children i have subjects so you could be trillions make, of dollars. You have to make your own people and rule them. Then you can have trillions mm-hmm. of dollars in debt. I was trying to figure out how to do it because I could do a lot with a trillion <laughs> dollars. Dude, think about how much shit I could do. And then once you get that far in debt, who expects you to pay it back? It's not happening. No. There's no Nobody. way. If right. you're a billion dollars in debt, I don't think that's getting paid back either. That's a lot of money. It is a lot. Even if you're like, look, dude, I got 300 million people to live in half the country. I could tax them all. One percent more, and I'll just take all that one percent. I'll just push it to you and pay the debt off. That's that's at least a trillion. You know, dollars.
2: I saw the math somewhere. I don't know. I don't remember all of it. What it was, but it basically broke down. If they just legalized a bunch of shit that's illegal and yeah. tax it at the same rate that they do like tobacco and alcohol, <clears throat> what the estimated sales were and the and, and the revenue from taxes over the next like five to ten years, huge
1: dent in that. Well, think about all the if you just if you quit make it's one thing people are like they if you are trying to get a law passed, I am the wrong person to come to. I don't care what the law is. I I am not in favor of any more laws. I think we have enough. We I think have quite we have too a many. Few, yeah. Yeah, so I'm never I'm never into fixing a problem through legislation. I don't but if you were to get rid of some laws, especially like the drug stuff. Think about how much I mean there would be unfortunate, you know, whatever, but those people were going to do the drugs anyway. The crime was going to happen anyway. But if you think about all the offshoots of it, like the crime and the sale and trafficking of drugs, the amount of tax dollars revenue that we could use to fix the roads. You ever been in yeah. South Carolina? You are driven on a road in the state? Yeah, the state ought to be paying me Dude, for road maintenance, rough or for vehicle maintenance. We get free windshields because that's how bad because the trucks pick up rocks on because yeah. there's insurance companies everywhere.
2: I'm sure insurance companies are like you get two a year or something yeah. like that. Like, hey, here you,
1: you, you ever heard of that you <laughs> get free windshields here? That's how bad our roads are. It's insane. And but we're all like, well, at least when there's pay for it. You yeah, think about the tires, how many blowouts. I mean, how many times has my wife's car's tire blown out in the past three years? Uh, five, at like, least. Because every time it happens, I text you, I'm like, this it's motherfucker. Once or, it's <sighs> once or twice a year. Yeah, it's so annoying. <sighs> and it can never happen on like a day where you're just like. No, I was going to Gibby's. I was going <laughs> to his Christmas party and it yeah. blew out on the way to his Christmas party. And I had to text him and be like, can't make it because I'm on the side of the road with a flat tire. You think he believed me? No, it was a true story. Also, side of the road with a flat tire. New Year's Eve. Should you should have Christmas Eve. Showed up late, dude. It was it was like eleven before we. I got to the. Um, oh, you were yeah. got the tire patch and everything because mm. it's you know nothing was open, so I had yeah. to go do the thing myself and. It's good. <laughs> proud of you. <clears throat> All right. Well, I had a great day at work, and I sous vide some pork last night. I'm gonna go home and chop it up, make some uh, pork tacos. Yeah, we're having tacos tonight. Are you? Yeah. Nice, dude. Suivi pork tacos? Uh,
2: no venison pork tacos from the deer. I, the one deer I did manage to kill. I really wish. We're well, rationing that out, though. I told the wife, like, hey, yeah, don't go ham on the, the venison. I want to have some of it to enjoy
1: through the summer. I know. I really wish Kenneth would have got would have been like, yeah, come on by. You
2: know what I was thinking about the other day because we, we were talking to the gentleman uh, in Texas, and yep. when his season ends yep. and when, when our season starts, yeah, if we could arrange a hunt a month. In various places, we could hunt from August to February, hunt yeah. whitetails from
1: August to February sure every year. Yep. Which is crazy. Well, That's what's funny. I think he said something about, um, he's like, their season, they only have like three months to hunt or something. Yeah. yeah. But it's because it's a ranch. Like they get special permit and use tags right. that run through <laughs> the end of February. Mm-hmm. That's insane. You could kill an d- uh, antler. I wonder if they can, I'm sure they do it differently, right? It would still be a buck tag.
2: Yeah, but also in certain parts of the country, like, they just drop their antlers later. So, they may still be walking around with their antlers. Solid. Solid point. Yeah. Because, like, I see pictures all the time in December in, like, real cold areas. And, you know, drop bucks shaking their head and antlers fall off. But then around here, sometimes it's not until January. Yeah. You know, I've, I've <clears throat> been hunting on Youth Day first week of January and deer are still walking around with headgear. So, huh.
1: who knows? Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Very true. All right. Well, I think that about does her. Agree.
2: Thanks for hanging out, folks. Yeah, appreciate for coming you. With us.
1: Check out all our stuff. And then um leave a comment below if you if there's a topic that we didn't hit today that you wish we would have hit. I mean, we were all over the place. You know what I, I think too, I looked at uh I stay pretty up on our algorithms and all the episodes that I label as like this was all over the place. This was not a topic. We were just all over the place. Those episodes tend to do better really? than um, topic-driven episodes. Conversation. I think that's what it is. I think it's just... So we got to figure out how to take the conversation, take the topics and make it more conversational. Well, the problem is, is we try to stay whiskey and whitetails, and it's really hard to have a ton of conversations that are... I mean, we covered airport, cell phone towers. I mean, we covered all kinds of stuff here. We did.
2: That's just the way our conversations go. That's how we talk. That's how... Yeah. That's organic for how we discuss things. Yeah. Take a I, take a road trip with us, and we'll start we'll, we'll start one topic as we're leaving Charleston. We'll hit fifty other topics and finish the topic we started with in
1: thirty minutes from where we got to go. And it was a four hour drive. I convinced myself <laughs> that we were going to be the USS of A like really soon. Did you like remember that? Oh, guy, that one? Yeah, yeah, that was a long, that was a deep dude, conversation. It was a thirteen hour day. And mm-hmm. When we go get barrels, it's a thirteen hour day. 13 and God,
2: and God forbid, he's had a bang and an Adderall and a coffee. By the time he if picks me up, if I drink a pot of
1: coffee and an Adderall, I am unconsolable. You cannot stop me,
2: dude. That yeah, that thirteen hours is it's a lot. I'm prescribed no. Adderall, by
1: the way. I'm not illegally taking. <laughs> yeah, no, drugs. no, no, no. He's. I just wanted. Somebody's like, he's a dragon. He's a drug addict. I'm like, no, I, I see him chew him. He takes like, Skittles. All, yep, no, just kidding. I just eat him Twenty mils at a time. He's a responsible adult, folks. He has yeah. a job. I get I get 30 pills a month. I may use 10, 15. I Sell the I, rest to kids in the neighborhood? That's exactly what I do. <laughs> the younger the better. Like, you seem a little... Quit playing in my fucking yard here taking Adderall. Because then they're focused and they start doing math right there on the driveway. There's like one, two, five plus six, you know. i telling you. That's what Adderall does. It makes sure you pay attention. All right, I'm done.
2: Okay.